Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Too Weird Didn't Watch, the show where we make fun of movies based on nothing but their very weird descriptions. I'm Brantley. I'm Albert. And who's reading today, Brantley? We haven't decided. Are you I, going? I mean, I got them pulled up. Go for it. Okay. First up, we have Identity. Identity. This sounds like a... I'm, get, I'm getting uh, like what do they call those the the original really? movies? No, yeah, but on TV, Lifetime the, Hallmark is what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. But Lifetime works also. Hallmark Channel original movie Identity. When a vicious storm breaks out in the Nevada desert, not where I was expecting no. that to go. <laughs> Ten people seek refuge in an isolated motel, where I'm sure nothing will go wrong. I wonder if it's that one with the clowns. How in. how is this okay? So there's ten people mm-hmm. in this area seeking shelter but the hotel is isolated like what i i know that this is not probably the thing to be asking about this movie but it seems really unlikely that there would just be 10 people in the vicinity of this hotel if it's so far out in the middle of nowhere i mean maybe it's like on one of the highways i guess they could I, my impression is that these are all separate 10 people they could yeah, just be all on a bus they, that's true <laughs> that that i would accept that, that would make the most sense yeah it'd be great if it said bus load it, well, and it might not be, Brantley. We're just, we're, this is the whole point of the show. We sort of make it up as we go. Fair enough. At the same time, a serial killer under the care of psychiatrist Dr. Malik, who has yet to found the killer's revealing journal. Wait, wait, he, wait, wait, wait. So he's taking care of this guy, but he doesn't know he's a killer? I or think he's he, looking, he knows he's, he's a killer he's and he's looking him. for his journal because there's some juicy tidbits like about he Susie from scoop, third grade. Or maybe he's trying to like prove he has no proof, but he's like, I saw it. And like, eh, it's not admissible. He's like, can I still be his patient? He wants to put you away. Yeah, but we get along. I don't think that's how also, evidence works. Also, he won't works. let me stab people, and that's good for you. Not saying I stab people, but he keeps me from stabbing people, which I don't do anyways. Okay. Okay. I have like this version of this killer I've made up in my mind now. <laughs> he's kind of got a hand, like a reverse Hannibal Lecter. Like, instead <laughs> of being the psychiatrist, he just like really wants a good psychiatrist. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to stab people, but I kind of do. Want to, and not that I do it. Can we talk about it, Doc? I like that he rambles for a bit, and he's like, I don't actually do that, though. <laughs> not saying I do, I don't. So yeah, the psychiatrist awaits execution for murdering a group of motel guests. So he is confirmed, but the guy just wants his diary. Wait, okay. I'm going to back Wait. up and read that sentence again. Yeah, go ahead, but I okay. still think it's not going to make any sense to me. So ten people, they're in the hotel. At the same time, a serial killer, under the care of psychiatrist Dr. Malik, who has just found the killer's revealing journal awaits execution for murdering a group of motel guests. Is the hotel, like, a country unto itself? Has he undergone trial at the hotel jury and, like, been found guilty and sentenced to death at the hotel? Because <laughs> that's the impression I'm getting. Like, is you killed some people at this hotel, and now you're going to stay here yeah, because I don't you've been sentenced to death? Yeah, I, mm, I don't know why he's not at, you know, prison. Or presumably, like, on the way to the, uh... They could say on the way to his sentencing, and that'd be fine. I guess, yeah. I mean, then you would probably be a cop there as well. It'd but be then, such a weird coincidence that they're like, well, we're gonna stop here at your old stomping grounds and <laughs> put you in a room with some really, on. like, inappropriately ambivalent guard. He's <laughs> like, this bring back mem- memories? Yes. Can I hold your gun? No, but, you know, this must really make you happy being here. <laughs> The psychiatrist is like rubbing his forehead in the background. Just, oh my God, (laughs) this guy. When the storm stranded travelers realize they are being killed off one by one, limo driver, Ed Dakota. (laughs) 
Bids to stay alive and reveal the sub- murderer's identity. Ed Dakota is almost an awesome name. It's so close. It's so close. Like, I'm Ed Dakota. Man. It's like he's trying to be Indiana Jones, <laughs> but it's, it's not quite there. He's played by John Cusack. Okay. So, he'll at least be entertaining. So, all the, uh, the we're revising from bus to limo. Ten people in a limo? Sure. Okay, and he's driving the limo that he was driving away from the 2012 disaster. Obviously, <laughs> he took a little he took a little detour. Wound up in Nevada. Yeah, you guys didn't see that part of the movie. It was cut for you know. <laughs> it was cut. It went off of this reasons. whole. It entered the pacing. Went off of this whole side plot with a serial killer for some reason. They're just like this doesn't work with our story. It's a disaster flick. Let's just make this its own thing. You know, I was going to say Ridley the Scott. Effects weren't ready name? yet, so uh, this guy. Ed no, Dakota. the guy who made 2012. I was going to say Ridley Scott. Uh, Ridley that's Scott. Roland Emmerich. Yeah. Well, Roland Emmerich was like like two seconds ago. He was being chased by a giant tidal wave. How did he have time to stop at this hotel? It didn't make sense even to him, so he cut it out. But they did manage to keep the storm, though. Yes, they did. <laughs> <laughs> the low budget midquel <laughs> instead of the world shattering is just a really heavy thunderstorm. <sighs> So I, I missed, I think, the end of that sentence because I well, got all excited about the Ed Dakota. Right? Yeah, yeah. He bids to stay alive, which is presumably I'm the goal of everyone eBay. else in this movie. But sure, I guess that's his. He like announces it. I'm gonna try to live. Good for you guys. So are we. <laughs> and reveal the murderer's identity. Oh, that was the title of the movie. How many life? times do you think they use the word identity in this? In Who's the, the identity of this killer? We have to figure out his identity. <laughs> We have to identify him. Close. That doesn't count, though. <sighs> so I, I, I do enjoy this mystery because you have a guy who is 100% a killer. In motels, where they're at. Like, the, he, yeah, he has killed people specifically here before, but I'm assuming he's not the killer now? If he is, kind of, I think he's a psychiatrist. It would be a major letdown if it was him again. It's like, well, yeah, no duh. <laughs> this is my thing. I'm not even sure why I'm here. I'm awaiting execution. These guys are dumb. They basically handed me the knife. I mean, there's a kitchen over there. I don't. Yeah, I don't understand this at all. <laughs> this movie's dumb and I like it. I do. That's very much fun. Up next, we have Hard to Be a God. Which is ev- it? Every time I read that, I think of the uh, song Tough to Be a God from Rotel Dorado. Oh, I didn't. Uh, I've never seen that before. I've seen that song. Oh, okay. It's cool anime or cool animation. A group of scientists, which personally wasn't prepared for scientists to lead off a movie called Tough to Be a God. Yeah, but, no, I was thinking there was just like, like some drama set in Mount Olympus or something. <laughs> uh, scientists. It's sent <laughs> to the planet Arkanar. Great name. There were sent. Like, they didn't go on their... Like, <laughs> no. They weren't playing. Not even astronauts. <laughs> just like, you're going to space. <laughs> Boom. All you guys talking about science all the time. You don't know what you're talking about. Go to Arkanar. I'm picturing, like, the rocket flying up, and you hear the old man from the beginning of Emperor's New Groove. Sorry! <laughs> <laughs> to help the local civilization. So we've just made contacts. It's like, they need help. Go put our culture there, because it's superior. I mean, I'm have, struggling with the usage of the word local in this description. It's on another planet. It's local to that planet. It's the locals. It's local to a planet, apparently. Like, Maybe there's one surviving group. I don't know. Is, uh, are, is we there are also the local gentr- system. That's what we call our solar, solar system. 
local is you know you have to adjust for scale there can't it can't be the local civilization unless there's also there's our civilization which Uh, is not from the planet of arcanar it just doesn't sit right with me but go on (laughs) good because it gets dumber good so they're helping the local civilization locally located on this local planet which is in the medieval phase of its own history (laughs) yes so we're operating by doctor who rules or any sci-fi movie from the 50s where it's like they've reached dinosaur level it's not how that works doctor who though like had a spaceship but sometimes he would go to other planets where i remember specifically there was one where they were just like they had humans for whatever reason i guess humans are just seated around the galaxy i don't think they ever talk about it i'm sure they do at some point but Probably sometimes. Sometimes he's just on another planet where there's humans, and he, uh, you know, it was the medieval era, and they were like they had a whole sort of. It wasn't back in our time, I don't think, Um, but there was this whole sort of analog of the Catholic Church, you know, sort of suppressing science and talking about astronomy, and he kind of fought against that for several episodes. It was pretty good. Remember that joke I said about their uh, our culture being better. So it's to help the locals, which is the medieval phase, to find the right path to progress. You know, these guys haven't, I don't know, maybe they haven't seen Star Trek <laughs> and this whole prime directive idea, because that seems like a good th- rule to follow. Their task is a difficult one. They cannot interfere violently, and in no case can they kill. They can just give people money who they want to succeed. It's super easy, guys. They're in the medieval era. I'm like, assuming you're meaning their currency by picture. I just like, here's some Benjamins. <laughs> Thanks for the paper. Stop being I a do jerk. Like this, this, uh, this bald dude. I like his picture. I don't know why it's all green, though. <laughs> the scientist Rumata tries to save the local intellectuals from their punishment and cannot avoid taking a position. I think it means taking sides, but yeah, they, they, nobody told him he couldn't have a position. There was no point in the summary where they were like... They won't give me a job. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here to save you guys from uh, extinction, by the way. uh, What's your 401k? (laughs) What are your health benefits? What's health benefits? (laughs) This guy with like three teeth was dental. (laughs) Treated by the planet's natives as a kind of divinity, Don Rumata is both godlike and impotent in the face of its chaos and brutality. I mean, he doesn't need to be having kids with these people anyway. <laughs> probably wouldn't. That's probably why he's impotent. Different species from different planets. <laughs> like, I don't understand. I'm a scientist having sex with people from another planet. <laughs> why am I not producing many offspring? <laughs> and now uh, this person celebrates their writing class as if the question were, colon, what would you do in God's place? <laughs> is that what the question were? Is that is that what it were? That as. It says as if, so it might be. It might not be. We we're not we don't want to commit to it. I mean, the way it's phrased, that's not in the movie, but he felt like being artsy at the end. I say he, I don't know. I'm not going to gender this person on the internet. I mean, well, we can just default to he. That's fine. I'm, All right. That's I, I'm not I'm not feminist enough not to do that. <laughs> I don't know that this is like an exact analog to playing God. <laughs> I mean, there are plenty of people in that position now, leaders and stuff that have to make decisions and they're like i think this would be good and then there's some weird unintended context consequence you're like oh crap thousands of people died and i was just trying to help out lemurs or something you know i, I don't i'm not trying to be specific here do you watch uh west wing uh no i haven't i should i've heard good things um and one of the early episodes the uh president's aide is on a plane 
somewhere else and it gets shot down. Yeah. With a bunch of other Americans, it's like an American envoy plane. Right, right. And understandably, President Barlow is upset. Uh-huh. Uh, Michael uh, Sheen's character, or Martin Sheen's character, and he wants to, you know, retaliate. Yeah. And they present to him a retaliation. And he's like, this is barely doing anything. He's like, this is a uh, scaled response, just, you know, one-to-one. He's like, no, we are going to strike back hard. We're going to sh- draw the line in the sand. And they come back with this massive, tr- uh, like, display. It's like, we'll do this. It'll cause this, 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 and this massive war of dominoes. And he's like, um, do the first one, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Well, I, it's really well acted because Martin Sheen. Yes. It's probably a little bit more dramatic than what you just that said. That and more eloquent than, yes. uh, yeah, do it. <laughs> just pretend like that was Although Donald a, Trump. A, a show where everyone's dramatic and the president's just like, yeah, that thing. Would be hilarious. Uh, I don't know, guys. Oh, wait, we were elected that a couple of years ago. <laughs> is it still cool to make fun of Bush? Uh, w? No, I think... I think. I it, mean, he's a cool dude. He's a painter now, and that's rad. From what I've heard, people have, like... Bit, uh, the, the political discourse I'm hearing is... I we th- we're so sorry we made fun of him. Can we go back to that, please? <sighs> Remember when the presidency was just mildly annoying instead of infuriating and/or embarrassing? Remember when the president just sounded dumb instead of actually being dumb? Oh, shots fired! <laughs> so, sorry, guys. Up next, we have unknown island. An Air Force pilot, Ted. <laughs> I just love that as an aside. Ted, his name's Ted. Good guy. Ted, check out Ted. Good dude. He's in the Air Force, you know? He's a pilot. <laughs> He's a pilot. You know, Ted? I like Ted. He's an Air Force pilot. You know, the pilot in the Air Force flew those planes. Really good. Guy Ted? All right. Don't know what he did. And How do you meet your mother? <laughs> Veered off course by a typhoon. Typhoon. Ah, oh, poor Ted. Such a good guy. You know, he's a pilot. <laughs> Spawned an island in the Pacific that had strange giant beasts living on it during World War II. Oh, I like this. Yes. Yeah, he saw those. Now, after the war, I like that he went back and fought the war, and then he's like, by the way, there was a really weird island out there, guys. Ted, stop joking. I like you, Ted. You're a good guy. You're a pilot in the Air Force, but you need to stop joking. Okay. Good old Ted. I don't know why that amuses me so much. <laughs> it's not even funny. It's I, I, nobody. Do not say that. <laughs> you you chase whatever is amusing you right now. That's what this war, podcast about. He and a well-to-do fiance. Oh, so Ted. Not, Ted, your Air Force pilot. Your fiance, not in the Air Force. <laughs> Carol. <laughs> Carol. Ted. You meet Ted. Ted. This is Carol. Meet each other. She's well-to-do. You're in the Air Force. She get along. Are in Singapore to hire Captain Tarnowski. All right, yeah. So he's like he's all obsessed about this dinosaur island, and his wife has a lot of money, so she can afford to put up with him. And he's hot. <laughs> all right, like he's a hundred percent a trophy. Also, hunter. he's an American hero, sir. Air Force pilot Ted well, from World War Two. That adds to his value as a trophy husband. Yes, it does. <laughs> Obviously, I do like this. Uh, you know, gender reversal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, Tarnowski. A hardline, womanizing ship owner to help them find this uncharted island. Which I, I assume that's why you get the ship owner things. Right, right, right. <laughs> I own a ship. Cool. Can you find us a plane? I'm a pilot. I feel bad for this guy. Like, he's a womanizer, but he's spending a lot of time at sea, probably with a bunch of dudes. You think I he's mean, just getting, like, all the wim- the women in, like, at one at, time, and that seems port? like he's a womanizer? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. That's why there were uh, brothels at 
port towns. No, I get that. Not the only reason, obviously, but that's why they were encouraged at port towns. I just feel like that they're describing his, him as a womanizer, and maybe he's just a sailor. He just gets it out of the way. He's like, "It's I'm only like, here for is, a week. This is from the uh, fiance's point of view. She describes this, and the husband's like, I've worked with sailors. Nah, it's just, you know, gets really lonely out there. It's like, we've only got the one pinup, and boy, <laughs> does she see a lot of action. Internet hasn't been invented yet. All right, that's a joke <laughs> about masturbation. <laughs> Tarnowski, which twice now has been spelled with a capital I at the end. Tarnowski has heard of this island from a drunk, John Fairbanks, and brings him along for his knowledge of the mystery. His mystery is apparently drunken rambling, so thanks for that knowledge. I saw an island, giant things on it. Well, the pilot comes up, he's like, okay, so I wanted you to take me to these coordinates here at this time of day. I think there's a mysterious pilot. And the guy's like, you know what? I heard about that from this drunk. We're going to take him, too. <laughs> I no, did. I know where it's at. Just, no, we, we need this guy. There's dinosaurs on this island. What you should do is you go north. You go north until you see that cloud. And then you go north. That one that looks and like then, the elephant with the like big thing sticking out of its butt. It's kind of a like feather shape. And and then you go north. <laughs> yeah. I guess it starts to get cold at some point. Then it's not a dinosaur. And then you go south. <laughs> <laughs> they find the island and have to battle a mutiny from the crew because they're dealing with these guys leading the pack. <laughs> we can keep the lady, right? <laughs> <laughs> no? Well, then get off. <laughs> Dozens of Tyrannosaurs and a big ape-looking thing they call a giant sloth. <laughs> I like how... Not King Kong, guys! I, it's a giant sloth. I enjoy when the uh, description writer gets in on sort of bashing on the movie. <laughs> it's like, this is dumb. <laughs> they call it a giant sloth, but it's 100% a dude in a gorilla costume. <laughs> That's it for that. Oh, that's all of it. Okay, yeah. I thought that. I thought it felt like there might be one it, more it, it sentence. Felt like there should be, but it's just like there's a giant ape thing they call a sloth, and it, at this point, I think the description writer was done. So they call it a sloth. I'm out. <laughs> Make up your ending. I like the I, I like the mutiny angle. That's kind of fun. So they're trapped on the island now, or at least they have to take the ship back. Possibly. Meanwhile, like, this I like that the only dinosaur mentioned is tyrannosaurs. I mean, that's the only one anybody cares about, it, right? Yeah, pretty much most of that. But I like the idea that everything else is just kind of normal animals, and they're just also tyrannosaur, just hunting herds of cows individually. Okay, and then also you know the giant ape sloth. Yeah, well, that thing. It's a, it's a giant sloth. I, I feel bad that there aren't more like the some of the giant animals that are gone. Now, what's the one I was always excited about? The giant, not giant armadillo. That's a thing too. There is a giant sloth. There was a giant. Ethereum. What is that? That's giant sloth. Okay. Anyway, we had we used to have really giant animals in America, and they're all gone now. Probably the Indians got a lot of them. The American global Indians. cooling got them, or that. Some of both, maybe. And then global warming. Yeah, get it from coming from both angles. Yeah. Anyway, that'll do it for this week. Thanks you guys so much for listening. If you like this show and you want to hear more of it, more exclusive episodes, uh, go over to Patreon.com, and for as little as Insert number of dollars here that I don't remember. Future Al, fix it. Dollars a month, you uh, can get access to our <laughs> monthly exclusive episode and help keep the show going and encourage us. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. Bye. See you next week.